What's your favorite scary movie? LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary gay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. Hello, happy Halloween. Woohoo! Oh, we made it. We made. We made. We made it to Halloween. Yeah, we did it. Uh, I hope what we picked is is good enough and gay enough for y'all. So, Elle, Elle you picked this yes. one, right? Yes, I did. Yes. All right. So we're covering. This is, I mean, this is one of, like, I always get more nervous when we cover, like, the obvious ones, because it's like, what the fuck are you gonna, else are you gonna say that hasn't been said? <laughs> but, who cares? Uh, you chose The Lost Boys. Uh, was this your first time, and what made you want to choose it for this month specifically? Uh, yes, it was the first time I've ever seen it, um, and I just chose it because it's always been on my list, and I was like, you know what? I need to watch The Lost Boys. We should just do it for the podcast this week. Um, and it's great for a Halloween pick, too, because of the vampires and, uh, times of that, so, it's great. It's great. It's so good. Can you elaborate on that? No. (laughs) And, and we're done. No. So, Lost Boys is about a family, it's a single mom and her two kids moving to, what's, Santa Carla is the fictional town, right? It is, it's Santa it's Santa Cruz. That's where they filmed it. But the city was like, yeah, you can come film here, but please don't film a movie here where you call it the murder capital of America. Uh, please change that. And so, like, so, like, everything you see, like, that, that that's, like, the famous boardwalk. They also filmed, like, a scene from us in that boardwalk. Fam- old famous. Oh, at least to me. Um, so they move, they move here to live with her dad, and it's, like, a, an older teen and younger teen. Vampire shit starts happening. Kiefer Sutherland is, has a mullet. Um... <laughs> Diane, Diane, we supremacy, that kind of thing. Okay. I was, okay, and I'm just going to get, like, emotional about Joel Schumacher probably talking about this, because we, he, he left us too soon a couple years ago, and I absolutely, I, I, I love his shit. Uh, I, I want to do Phantom of the Opera on here one, one day, but we'll have to take a break in between Joel's here. Because this, this, he had done a few films before this, but this is kind of what put him... This was kind of like the biggest project he'd had at the time, yeah. I think so. Yes. Yeah, and, I'm pretty sure. And he like lost a bud. He lost some of the budget that was already promised because he wanted to go with these unknowns. Uh, like believe it or not, Kiefer Sutherland was not known at the time, except probably for his dad. But um, <laughs> yeah. Um, it also started out like as like a kids movie, and this was the first time I was watching there. My, 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 like, rating on this keeps shifting because, like, you remember, you watch and you remember, you walk away with it probably like, oh, yeah, the fucking Lost Boys. Like, that, that rocked, that ripped and rolled because, like, it's fucking wild. It's, it's like a roller coaster, like, literally. Like, and, I, like, every, the way he films it, the POV shots of the vampires, like, literally, like, flying down at you, like, fuck yeah. And, like, but as I was watching it, I, I noticed I would I'd start checking my phone whenever it was like the about the younger kids. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I realized I'm like, so R.I.P. Corey Haim. But like, you you see in the scenes with like him and the Frog Brothers, the DNA of how this started out as like an actual like kids movie. Like they were it, like it was kind of like do Goonies but with vampires kind of thing was the 
initial idea for it and you can see that in cna and that's just the kind of stuff that personally doesn't interest me that much mm -hmm. but this movie still rips like whenever whenever it's especially about like michael and david and that's more like the yeah. homoeroticism it really starts getting getting in get good um <laughs> yeah what what do you want yeah. have to say well just tell me some of the things you liked about this i don't know you said it's good what, what was good about it yeah um so i liked that they weren't they weren't really talkative vampires for the most part it was just a bunch like most of it was just like the way they like looked and like walked around mm -hmm. like they owned the place and they clearly had been trouble before because of how all the adults react to them and i uh, the style it's just 80s glam so yeah bad. i love the way they styled the vampires <laughs> god bless and like they seem to have like just such like this like allure to be able to like lure people to yeah. them um, when they're not actively attacking people. Um, I love the camera point of view shots. I thought that was really clever. Um, so that way they didn't have to, like, use any kind of stunt guy to, like, show on camera, like, them attacking. I think it made it... Uh, I think it was just a better choice mm -hmm. overall to use that for... Because you kind of get the sense of, like, how high they actually are. You never really see them flying at all. Um, but it gives you that sense of, like, being with them in that moment. Um, mm -hmm. I really liked the, the casting for everybody in the film. Um, Corey Feldman was good. I, I know he was like a younger kid just speaking with an adult ass voice, but I thought that was entertaining. Because he was already doing like coke by then and shit. Like <laughs> poor boy. He's already this poor boy. Oh my god. He's 80s child um, stars. Jason Patrick as Michael and Corey uh, Haim as Sam. Yep. They were like such good brothers. I I loved uh, their relationship. And also Diane Weist, of course. Dude, just, the mom. When she showed her name showed up, I was like, <laughs> Diane yeah. Weist! <laughs> yeah. But like, I'd seen posters of this movie before. Um, so, and I never, like, I kind of knew what it was about going into it, but I never really quite knew, like, who was mm. who. So I always thought that, like, everybody on the cover was part of the Lost Boys. And so getting that, oh, it's not actually, um, was actually, it was very surprising. Very nice, though. Um, was not, like, I wish Star had more going on for her. Honestly, mm -hmm. that one one of my notes was I wish Star was a character. <laughs> sure wish she got to, to be a character instead of a literal object of affection to be there and like to go assuage the homoeroticism like a little like middleman. The <laughs> oh my god. Middleman. Did you know about the sax man going into this? No, I did not know about the sax man. I was pleasantly surprised. What a gift to go into Lost Boys and not know that that was going to happen. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I was just like, I just like, I remember just like, I took a note and I looked up and I was just like, holy shit, there's an oily sax player on the screen. Sure is. <laughs> oh, God bless. Um, What else did I really like? I liked the, um, oh, the, when they were in the cave and... Uh, they had order takeout, um, because this, usually vampires don't, like, yeah. eat food, um, because, like, I've seen, like, all the other vampire media mm -hmm. I've usually seen, it's just, like, they just drink blood and that's it, um, but, like, having them, like, actively eat food, and then they can also, like, 
manipulate your sight or just like what you're perceiving yeah to be something else completely like just to mess with you and now 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 you understand that joke and what we do in the shadows like do like the scary <laughs> it's work <laughs> it's just like oh they're trying to do lost boys <laughs> these idiots <laughs> yeah and that like setting the having it be like an abandoned like hotel on the fault line with joel schumacher's idea initially was just like a cave and the 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 set designer in him was like no like <laughs> you know we can do better than that. Oh, absolutely. But I like the cast. I, I like that I was watching it and I was like, one of the vampires is like catching my eye and I can't figure out who it is. And I looked yep. up and I was like, Alex Winters? Yep. Hi. Bill and Ted for everyone else. I, the look they gave him was like, I was just like, that's a, that's a look right there. Very 80s. I love it. One of, the, one of the other vampires looks like Ken Marino to me and always throws me off. Like, I know it's not him, but I'm like, why is this man who looks like Ken Marino? Why is he here? Uh, <laughs> fun fact for all. Um, <laughs> also, uh, an esteemed member of the cast we haven't mentioned is friggin' Edward Herman. Um, the vid the plays Max, the video store owner that the mom starts dating. Yeah. Uh, did, so, what did you, were you ever suspicious of him? Or what did it, did it kind of, did the twist kind of blow you by surprise? It didn't really blow me by Like, I kind of had some suspicion because it, like, it seemed out of everybody that the, the Lost Boys interacted with. Like, he was the only one that ever spoke to them. And, like, <laughs> they seemed to actually, like, like, when, like, they were told to get lost or to, like, get out of here, they just kind of, they actually did it and they didn't like cause any kind of destruction around this place i don't know there was just something i was just like something's kind of off i don't know about this guy and then they try to throw you off with the vampire tests and stuff yeah i like how some some vampire rules are real in this and some aren't and there's like an established vampire lore and he's like oh god it doesn't work you idiot but then like holy water still does like that that kind of thing is fun <laughs> to play with <laughs> and the whole i don't know i don't know if this created the idea, or is it? Is, is the reason vampires wait for invitations because they're powerless if they come in? If not, like, or is that only a thing in this? Like, an explanation for that? It could be like, um, huh. I'm not quite sure what the origins of that one is. I think it's because it's just a place they've never been into, and so they're just not allowed into places. Um, and like, there's also, you know, the Oh, what is it? Like, they can't cross running water uh, for some reason. Oh. I can't remember the origins of that one. But, yeah, it's... it's um, Can't come in unless invited. Yeah. Like, like other... I, don't, I wish I could remember. Because, you know what I mean? Like, other vampire medias have had just the rule of, oh, they can't come in unless they're invited, but I don't know if they ever explain why. Okay, so they can't enter a house without an invitation because the threshold on a mythological and spiritual level is considered as a kind of, like, protective barrier. Okay. Um, but if they try to enter uninvited, they'll get weakened or lose their powers. Um, so that's why they're always like, may we come in? We Can know. I come in? Things like that. So I had to look that up real quick, but <laughs> I was just like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I guess when I, I'm trying to think back to when I first watched it, and I don't think I... Just because, like, the characters... This casting was just brilliant, I think, at the time, because the characters she usually plays are not villains. Like, he's just this big, tall, nice man. Like, I don't watch Gilmore Girls, but I know he's really known for that. Did, did, did you remember? Um, I, I've seen his I'll, face song when they play Gilmore Girls at my gym. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. The nice pops up on there. Or he was in, like, he had a bit part in Tall Cruelty. That's the first thing I saw him in. But most importantly, he's in Big Business. It's one of Pet Midler's, like, gay assistants. <laughs> That's how I think he would want to be remembered. <laughs> It's something you should want to be remembered. 
Anyways, um, going back to um, the cast. Uh, I uh, this is just be spouting off trivia at this point, but I always I always like to talk about this how Jason Patrick, who plays Michael, kind of part of this like horror legacy family because his dad played Father Karras in The Exorcist, and yeah, and his his brother started out as an actor. He's in he's the kid in Near Dark, and now he's like a screenwriter. He wrote like the Final Girls and stuff, and yeah, I don't know. I think it's. He, and he was one of the original queer wolf hosts too. His this, his brother Jason Patrick's brother, not Jason oh. Patrick. Yeah. So it's just like I think it's cool. When it's like a horror family. <laughs> I don't know. Ah, uh, that'd be such a a family to be a part of. That would be awesome. Oh, uh, I love that the in the intro song, the theme song, "Cry Little Sister," that was recorded by Gerard McMahon. He wrote that after only reading the script, and he never saw a single frame of the film, and he just wrote it. Just, just based off of oh, that. Like, oh, like that, a, I, it took me a second to think about what good, song you were talking song. about. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> it's Anytime kids sing, it's creepy. So. Oh, absolutely. I think I even more associate the, the door song that plays in the beginning. That's what I thought you were talking about, but I always associate that with this movie, too. That's such a fun little opening and, like, time capsule of, like, not just that time but like it's very very 80s california beach culture and just showing like he just puts the camera and all these problems i think they're just i assume these extras were just people there at the beach at the time and, like look at all look at this array of of humanity and people just vibing <laughs> i don't know i love it <laughs> do you think that they like okay so the this has an iconic ending of the grandpa just being like you know just walking in getting a, one of his root beers that he keeps in the fridge and all this shit is gonna be just like, oh, well, you know, that's the one thing about living here is all the fucking vampires. And it makes me wonder if everyone that lives there just knows about the vampires. Like, you think they're treating them as these, like, delinquents because they're delinquents, but what if they just know, like, oh, God, it's the fucking vampires here again. God damn it. Like, those fucking vampire kids are back here again. God like, damn it. <laughs> and just no one says anything because they're just so used to it. They don't even think to think of telling, like, outsiders, oh, yeah, there's vampires yeah. here. <laughs> and it's just like a you're like a citizen of citizen of Gotham living there. Just like oh well, you may just get fucking killed one day. Or I don't know. Like, the, the roof of your car might get ripped up. Like that that scene at like the beach scene. I think is really you. I, I sometimes forget how brutal this movie gets. And when those scenes happen, you're like oh fuck oh yeah. Like they just ripped off a guy's like scalp. Like oh my god. Oh my god. And they wait for so long to actually show you what they yeah. look like as vampires. Because first it's just them showing off their powers. You know. And then when they're really going in for the kill, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Wait, looks see, oh, we we miss practical effects, we miss makeup. It looks way better. This age is so much better than a clip from this year of Matt Smith and Morbius turning into so a CGI good. vampire face. That is the funniest thing I have seen in my life. <laughs> all that for context, all I've seen of Morbius is a clip of like Matt Smith dancing, and his he just his face keeps turning into a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the the soundtrack is just a like, half sex. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like that. It does sound like that. I think it sounds. It's a, it's words that are similar to it, but that's like literally all I can hear when I've that's, heard that. No, that's I, I I've decided that's what it's. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we 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 miss practical effects always on this podcast. I miss mm-hmm. them so much. Oh my! It God. really reminds me of the. I wonder if it was an inspiration for like the Buffy vampire designs. It's kind of they kind of feel similar. Yeah. They kind of do look similar. Oh my god. I didn't even think about that. Right? (laughs) They do do look really similar. And it also invented the phrase vamp out, which was 
like pass into common common usage in Buffy the Vampire. What was the phrase so. you, you broke out when you said that? A uh, vamp out. Vamp out. Oh, oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wasn't that nice? <laughs> God. So you said that just like recently, like within days recently, they had a reunion piece on this because of the anniversary of it. Yes, that's thirty-five years ago. Um, new generations apparently keep discovering it. It was a, it's an article you can find online. Okay. I just looked up Lost Boys movie and looked on the news. Um, it was supposed to have a, a like CW type like reboot show or something, but I think it got canned. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I so they interviewed uh, Alex Winter. No, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. Uh, they interviewed Alex Winter. And they, he asked, he was asked, you know, was the crew in, and cast aware that they were making a horror movie that openly flirted with LGBTQ <laughs> themes? And he was like, we were all on the same page. Um, everyone was very aware of what Joel was doing and very supportive of it. Um, he remembers um, being exposed to New York City's vibrant gay culture well before he showed up on The Lost Boys to play vampire gang member Marco. Uh, quote, it wasn't necessarily my world, I'm straight, but it was a lovely community and they were the closest family I had, he remembers. And Joel had an enormous reputation preceding Lost Boys as a New York fashion icon, Hell so yeah. it was not subtext. Stop it was man. really evident what he was mashing up and how he was doing it, and it to me it was a beautiful part of the movie. Um, yeah, God bless. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kiefer Sutherland remembers spending lots of time doing a lot of swinging from harnesses while shooting the movie's grand climax. Um, in an, a Yahoo Entertainment interview for the release of the action thriller The Contractor earlier this year, the actor described that sequence taking two days while his blood-sucking alter ego, David Powers, battled the movie's almost vampish hero, Michael Emerson. Uh, played by Jason Patrick, of course. Uh, he says it was the most intense kind of stunt work that Jason and I had done. We were in these harnesses, and it looked like it, like we collided at 40 miles an hour. It's because we actually collided at 40 miles an hour. <laughs> I was hung by four strings. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was hung by four strings, and he hung by three, and as we would collide, they'd get tangled, and those strings were sharp. They'd so thin, they could almost cut your hand off. Um, there was a little bit of digital trickery that happened after David meets his end on the pointy side of the antlers. Spoiler alert. Uh, for half of the shot going into the antlers, I had a beard, and as mm -hmm. I died, I went back to being a young boy before the vampires got me. My beard was gone, my hair started to change, and it was the early days of those kind of effects, and I remember thinking that it was gonna look cool. I th I, I remember seeing that, and I was just kind of like, oh, he's just, like, kind of referring back, like, when I remember watching that scene in the film, I was like, oh, he's turning back into, like, more of who he was before the vampires got to him. So, okay, I kind of got that immediately. So, uh, he wore oversized contact lenses that could have done some real damage. They were actually really dangerous. Uh, they were only allowed to wear them for about five minutes because they sucked all of the oxygen from your eyes and they dry up. So, they were awful. Um, but the makeup artists V, Neil, and Greg Cannon did that movie, and they went on to win Oscars. Uh, he was 18 at the time. He didn't know how lucky he was to be working with those artists. Mm -hmm. um, I was, so he says, I'm grateful in hindsight, but when I was 18, I was complaining a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So oh, Alex Winters, he God. tries to one-up him, and he's like, I love Keith or the death, but he has no business talking about the contact lenses. Uh, he says he insists that his own death scene <laughs> at the hands of Sam Emerson and the Frog Brothers, Edgar and Allen, was far more painful. Say that. He said, I'm hanging upside down, and then Corey stabbed me with this really bad collapsible spike, which you can see as clear as daylight in the movie. I hit the ground, and then Heim... Feldman and Jameson all start screaming and kicking dirt at 100 miles an hour in my face with those giant-ass 1980s contact <laughs> lenses that were basically like a ping-pong ball cut in half. They scratched my cornea, almost blinded me. EMT, oh ambulance, hospital, the whole nine yards. And here's Kiefer whining about contact lenses. Give me a break. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, Feldman goes on to say that a scuffle... Say it. Say it. Uh, Corey Feldman goes on to say that a scuffle between the three young actors during that um, scene may have been at the root cause of Winter's injury. He said, we were kind of mad at each other and not cognizant of the fact that Alex was hanging there with those damn contacts in his eyes. So he's having a rough day. And of course, we're in our own world being selfish kids, not thinking about the fact that there's this poor guy hanging upside down for every take. Now we should probably get through this as quick as possible. So there was some missed avenues there. Apology, uh, Alex. So Corey Feldman uh, does talk about uh, some of the memories. Uh, Jameson Newlander. Uh, he and Corey Feldman talk about uh, some memories with Joel Schumacher. Um, they said he was very sweet, very humble, and very parental with us. When we would walk in every day, he'd be so excited to see us. Uh, Feldman adds that he would say, I love my dudes, and they'd give us a big hug. Every day was a celebration, although he had his moments when he'd get mad and frustrated. Corey Feldman says, The last time I saw Joel was in 2006 at a film festival in Spain. It was really nice because we got to see each other as peers. I'll also never forget the time when he invited me to his home to lecture me about the way I was dressing. He had some issues with the fact that I was wearing all black clothes. When we did a press junket for the Lost Boys, I was wearing black gloves, a black hat, and black sunglasses. And he was like, what's up with this look you got going on here? That was pretty funny since he ended up becoming the director of Batman. <laughs> yeah, but he brought flair to Batman. <laughs> So yeah, they they got together. They did a whole a lot longer interview uh, that's available as a video that you can watch. But it yeah, it's really nice to it's cool that they all got together like thirty five years later to talk about the Lost Boys. Well, yeah. But speaking of oh? LGBTQ themes, how gay is this film? How much time do you have? Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm okay. <laughs> um. If you're listening to this and didn't know, but Joel Schumacher was gay. <laughs> That's why he was infusing all of this gay 80s glam rock shit into into this movie. Um, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So, it, it's just, it, you see this a lot in, like, monster things or things about, like, killers, monsters, etc. Like, the dynamic of, like, the monster seducing the innocent one into this. Um, and it is a seduction. They try to, they put Star in the middle of it, but it's a seduction by David way more, I think. Like, at least their scenes together are way more probable because of, because Star's not a fucking character. Uh, um, you, well, you, you can jump in on this because you were, while you were watching this, texting me like, gay, 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 gay. It was. <laughs> it's like anybody getting a bit of a gay vibe here. <laughs> no, yeah, like. I know that originally Star was supposed to be just another one of the vampire boys. Mm. And I'm like, I don't know if I wish it had stayed that way because, like, I know it's just, like, a ham-fisted romance. Like, it's, like, coming, like, a mile away ham-fisted <clears throat> romance going on there. 
Um, and I was like, yeah, I think David and Michael have more chemistry, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, he's quoted to say, I found before he passed, he did a like a a piece on this, and he talked about how like he saw vampirism as like an oral sex me- metaphor, <laughs> which <laughs> makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And this, we mustn't forget that this was during the 80s boom of vampire movies that was, like, a response to the AIDS crisis. And, like, literally they are exchanging blood. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always different ways in lore of, like, how someone's turned into a vampire. But he literally has to drink David's blood to do it. And, like, he says, like, my blood is in your veins. Like, that's... Mm -hmm. There's a reason they can't They made a lot of vampire movies in the 80s. Um... Sorry, my cat's at the door. Fuck him. <laughs> and then also, meanwhile, while the while boys are out tonight, we also have like Sam with his like Roblo post- <laughs> posters and shit in his bedroom, and he's just this little baby gay with his dog. Oh my God, we didn't talk about the dog. I love the dog. <laughs> oh, the dog! The best, best boy. I also just in a in a silly goofy mood, I wrote down that the Frog Brothers are butches. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> In my mind, to to me, to me, they are butchers. God. Yeah. I can see it. Watching this made me stoked to give the interview with the vampire show another chance because, like, now we can actually, like, it's not the 80s anymore and things don't have to be subtext. Like, now we're just like, oh, fuck, did they just bone it in the first step? We can do that now. I I forgot. (laughs) Can you imagine if this had gotten to go that far? God! But even so, Schumacher implemented his DNA in this, and it shows, and... Oh my god, I miss it. (laughs) You know me. You know I'm a (laughs) Schumacher Batman apologist. I'm a fan of the opera apologist. Like, he makes the choice to be extra in this, and it works works for so many different genres, especially horror. Like, look, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on the Lost Boys here? Um, I think it also especially works with how they dress. Um... Because yeah. it, it seems like to, to be, like, more, not necessarily flamboyant, but they do have a more standout dress than anybody else in the film. And also the fact that Sam and Michael also kind of have that as well. I'm, I'm trying Doesn't to... Doesn't Michael this. get an earring after he becomes a vampire? Yeah, he does! <laughs> like, I was that? I was like, wait a minute! <laughs> and, like, this rejection of, like, once you find that out about your brother, like, there's... So many metaphors you can put into something like this, but you can especially have a queer take of like, oh yeah, of like this experience that I've had is affecting me, and I've, it's changing something about me, or something about me has changed, and how will my family react to that, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then the only salvation mm-hmm. is like fucking this random woman oh, or whatever, <laughs> and killing, killing your seductor, like. <laughs> Killing that that thing that you want, you know. That... It was a repressive time. <laughs> it happened. I'm just I'm thinking about it. Just that old time. <laughs> what? Like I, Keith, Keith Sutherland looked like really good as a vampire, and I was just yeah. like, had no right for that. Okay, had no right for that. Then I, I also just like I'm. It's, it's random, but I also saw a promotional picture of Bill Paxton for Near Dark, and I was just like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know they have nothing to do with each other, but they feel like companion pieces. Mm. These two double feature. Like, these, like, Let's go. 
these these like offset 80 vampire movies uh yeah oh oh also speaking of that that reminds me okay now not think i know what i was gonna say um just i like i guess i'm just more of like for the vampires looking more like greaser biker like not as well put together like Mm -hmm. they're gross yeah gross vampires like i feel like same with their dark, they're gross. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let, let them be gross. Like, I mean, there's also, like, 30 Days of Night where the vampires are just, like, really animalistic mm-hmm. kind of vampires. But I think I, we gotta get, a, like, a healthy middle between that and, like, you know, Interview with a Vampire where they're very, you know, dressed very, like, nice and neat put together. Because it kind of, I don't know why, I think it just having, being a vampire, like, would be almost kind of, there'd be more of an instinct to be more of a monster yeah. than like trying to present as human and having them kind of be like they look human mm-hmm. but they're very dangerous like they kind of do that with the clothing and having like dark and very punk clothing as a signal to not like mess with them and i don't know it's it's it it does stuff for me so i'm just for it <laughs> all the time <laughs> that's that i yeah. well, i already let oswald in and now bucky's at this point <laughs> do you want to let him in Ugh. what oh my god okay anyway Bucky. Um, my, my final thought on this is I know we usually do some puns, but I think the title of this app should be Motherfucker, I'm Trying to Watch the Lost Boys. I can't even run a fucking videotape without my phone going off. Motherfucker, I'm trying to watch the Lost Boys. <laughs> anyway, well, that's that. Would you like to wind down? sure uh thank god for lost boys watch it if you haven't seen it it's amazing and you absolutely should be seeing it i actually i have not been watching a lot because we we didn't have an episode in, in september um but even then i wasn't i hadn't watched so much um after we saw after we covered watcher i watched i think it's a i want to say swedish one i'm probably really wrong um it's a movie called hatching oh hell yeah 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 okay good i was that was really good and then after that i watched ginger snaps because i'd always wanted to watch Mm. it and i just had a day off and i was like i'm gonna watch ginger snaps because i need um some of that werewolf girls in my life uh and then after that i watched fences because that's been on my watch list and i figured i'd just watch it during a during a night in and i and then it was followed by thief uh starring james Caan. I need to see that. Good shit. Miss you, fam. <laughs> um, I also watched this horror movie called The Lore. You may have heard of it. Oh, the, uh, you watched The Lore? It's the yeah. mermaid sister. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> it's it's like based on the, the the like the Hans Christian Andersen mm-hmm. uh, story for yeah. those who don't know, but it is mermaids, but it's not right. mermaids as we it's usually see them. That was the. Oh, sorry. Quick side note. That was the movie. Where this annoying guy in line next to me for Titan uh, was trying to, like, he only wanted to talk to me, I think, just to tell me about movies I hadn't seen and seen cool, but I had seen the lore. And then he said, I think about it all the time, I'm really into Polish cinema right now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I recommended it blew my mind and he hadn't heard of it. And that's when he checked out. I think he's like, oh, no, you know more than me. Anyways. Um, And the latest movie I watched was Network. Oh! Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. Network, network. Just the whole time I was watching it, I was like, I knew this is supposed to be a satire, but holy shit. <laughs> holy. 
Uh, yeah. That movie rips. <laughs> that movie rips hard. Um, is that it? Yeah, that's what I've really been watching. I haven't really been reading much. Uh, I, well, the one thing I've read recently was called A Thousand Naked Strangers. It's a paramedic's uh, wild ride to the edge and back. Um, he talks about being an EMT kind of around like the mid-2000s, I believe is when it was set. Mm. And just like all the crazy stuff that goes on and like how fast the turnover rate is for that because you can get so burnt out with that kind of a job, especially depending on the shifts you work and just the people that you deal with um but at the moment i'm reading bad feminist by roxanne gay so that's really about it i've restarted uh watching better call saul because i need to really actually watch that i'm on the second season now so but other than that that's oh, what so i've been up it. to what about you uh, well i just finished an exorcist show rewatch because i hate myself apparently <laughs> yeah yeah um and other tv wise uh, I, I am in mourning of Kevin can fuck himself ending. That's not horror related, but it's a great fucking show that I, I have not gotten a single soul to watch, and now it's over. Um, been watching, been trying to do a lot of like October themed stuff. I'm just looking at, I mean, and there's there's a lot out right now. Even going back to, I get we didn't have a September episode, so we didn't talk about fucking Barbarian, did we? No. No, have you did seen not. it yet? No, I haven't. See I don't barbarian. know anything about it. And I want to keep it like that. Good, good, good. Okay, good. That's all. Um. I also want, I'm just looking at going back here. I watched the Cloverfield Paradox and, like, Loki really liked it. Um, because I had heard it was really bad. Um, but I liked it. Uh, well, I'm trying to stick with horror stuff here. Or gay shit. I can talk about gay shit. So, like, bros. Awesome. Chef's kiss. I'm so, I, like, don't want to see Smile just on principle because it fucking demolished bros in the box office and I'm mad about it and I was like I would make fun of Smile whenever I saw the trailer I'm like this looks so goddamn stupid and it, that, that's really status for bros sorry guys and then the exact opposite happened um also gay related benediction this it's this Terrence um Davies movie about this world war one like poet and just like how I always, I always think back to the tweet, like, World War One was insane, like, me and on a date, because that's basically what this movie is, and, like, uh, and I'm bad at- My cats are fucking fighting now, oh my god, let me, let me hurry this up. <laughs> what up? Oh, tar! It's not horror, but in terms of new releases, fucking Tar, yeah, woohoo! Um, but Werewolf by Night, horror-related, that's the Michael Giacchino <laughs> movie on Disney+, Plus. it's so cute and fun, and, like, an homage to, like- I guess it's based on a comic, but it's very much vibes of, like, early 30s universal horror. Um, and then I'll just- Oh, and, oh yeah, there's a there's a uh, Marvel comic of Werewolf by Night yeah. someone came in and was looking for. Yeah, 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 day. it was a Marvel comic. Like, I, he, I guess Kevin Feige came to him, like, Hey, you want to direct something? I, that's not how he sounds. And he's like, I want to do Werewolf by Night. And he's like, fuck, okay, yeah, no, no one's ever said that before. Um... <laughs> Which he's he's a composer usually, but if people didn't know that, he's, he's look him up. He's done a lot of shit. Uh, we stand. And then it's just been nice. rewatching stuff to like my staples for October, like Saw, Dead Alive. Um, I watched Sweeney Todd, the the stage version after Angela Lansbury passed. God. I watched The Fan because it's on Criterion Channel, and I think it's so great that you could just go on esteemed Criterion Channel and watch The Fan. <laughs> and. Uh, Oh, another new movie I watched is um, Deadstream on Shudder that was just really oh. fun. It's, just, it's about yeah. this, like, internet personality that spends the night in a haunted house for, like, like live-streaming it. Um, yeah! And you know me, you know that's a genre that I usually don't care for, but this is so, like, 
it does a really good job like setting everything up and really good execution and the, the guy the lead is just enough of an annoying guy but also not so annoying that you're like is this the this is the guy i have to spend this whole movie with like it's a really good blend and, like i watched it on a saturday afternoon it was just like i'm like giggling a lot and there's stupid jump scares yeah. and like that's the perfect kind of thing for that you know <laughs> and that's all <laughs> so, i've seen reanimator this Woo-hoo! weekend at the new beverly i'm gonna go see the hunger on halloween night where there's like a costume contest i'm going as tar from Do tar it. and it's gonna be great Do it. <laughs> Yeah, spe- oh, speaking of Angela Lansbury, I actually watched the first couple episodes of Murder, She Wrote, because I was just like, I wanted oh. to see that for a little while. So I was just like, I I might actually get Peacock just to be able to watch that without stupid ads Dude, interrupting my show. Sure, I wasted my free trial of Peacock TV to watch They Slash Then, and it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> give a a better movie that title you don't deserve it it's such a good title and apparently not such a good movie terrible anyway well i hope everyone has some good plans for halloween even if it's just staying at home and because i know covid's still a thing and people like to act like it isn't what it is and I love all the check your can- kids candy memes that are going around. Have a good chuckle at those. <laughs> check your kids candy for <laughs> Doc Guy Fieri rolling out and dying, Stratus and dying, something like that. I don't know. God. But other than that, have a good safe Halloween. Still funny. We have to think of something better than Thanksgiving for next month, which shouldn't be hard to find. <laughs> I mean, it might be hard to find another Thanksgiving themed thing, but it's going to be better than Thanksgiving, I hope. Absolutely. You can find me at Dyke Madden on Twitter. You can find me at LM Designs on Twitter, and you can find the podcast at Horror Time Pod on Twitter and Stop Horror Time Pod on Facebook. And if you like what we do, you can always give us a rating on Spotify now or any other place that you listen to podcasts. It's just to help the algorithm so people can find us and maybe listen to our show and maybe spread the word. And we're great for people who want to know more about horror but mm-hmm. just cannot watch it. So stay safe. Stay warm. It's getting cold out there. Hello. Not in California, um, babe. And <laughs> not in California. It was um, in the high 80s today. <laughs> I hate my fucking life. Anywho. Oh, man. Have a good rest of the month, and we will see you guys for next month's Woo! Thanksgiving episode. Pieces of April. No, just kidding. <laughs> Bye. Bye.